Hello, friends. I'm your host, Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. Here, I'll discuss the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. I want each episode to leave you feeling validated, empowered, and oh so radical. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hey ladies, before we dive into the episode, I wanted to remind you of another awesome resource for stepmoms. It was the resource I desperately needed when I was in the thick of all my stepmom feelings. So what is it? Stepmom Magazine. Stepmom Magazine is a monthly online publication and each issue is full of articles from therapists and stepfamily experts who know exactly what you're going through and what to do about it because they're stepmoms too. When you subscribe, you not only get the monthly issue, but access to a private group forum where you can talk with other stepmoms from around the world. There's also ebooks on hot topics like raising teens, being a full-time stepmom, parental alienation, and so much more. They're all available to download right now. Joining is easy. Head to stepmommagazine.com and use the code RADICAL20 to save 20%. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know how much you love it. Now, on to the episode. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina. On this episode, I am chatting with Sam. Hi, Sam. Hello. Hello. We are going to be talking about lots of different things in this episode. I think that a lot of stepmoms would love to hear your perspective on being a full-time stepmom, which you didn't start it that way. So you have a little story behind that. You have a yes. teenage, a teenage stepdog yeah. and some, some stuff about what it's like to navigate all this with your partner. So let's just dive in. Sam, will you introduce yourself, kind of your stepmom? bio oh god okay (laughs) so i've been married for four years and my stepdaughter is 17 years younger than me this is my husband's older than me so that's one of the things that's a little different is our age gap isn't that large and then i have two bio kits of my own one who's three and one's who's one a boy and a girl. And yeah, I'm a full-time stepmom as of about a year ago. Okay. And you had mentioned that you hadn't always been a full-time stepmom and that you guys actually went through a lot of different like court struggles to get to where you are now. Yeah. So most of the, actually all of the court in courts that happened before I came into the picture, luckily. But I'll tell you the, I don't know how much gory details you want. (laughs) Everyone listening is like, tell us. (laughs) I know, I'm going to tell you. So I I feel like every time I listen to this podcast, like I so admire all the stepmoms on it. And I'm like a total basket case and I'm a terrible step. (laughs) But I just wanted to share in case other people feel that way. So What happened, my husband's story is like a little different than most that I've heard. He wasn't ever married to my stepdaughter's mother. Mm -hmm. They were having like a truly casual fling and she lied to him and said she was on birth control when she wasn't. Oh, yeah. That's my story. Well, kind of. Oh, she didn't. She didn't say that. So they weren't together. They were just dating. She didn't say that she was on birth control. She said she literally could not get pregnant. 
that she was told by doctors that she was unable to have a ch- to have children. Oh and, my God. Yeah. And then she got pregnant and then it was a, oh my God, it's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I've listened to lots of episodes, but I kind of forgot that. Yeah. yeah so similar. So messed and up. Like, yeah. Very shocking. So, and the funny thing is, you know, she, she played it off like it was an accident at the time. And then later, much, much later, like just in the past two years, my stepdaughter was went to to her mom and was like, "Oh, haha, it was an accident." And my mom's like, "No, you weren't an accident. I went to church and prayed for a baby." Oh God! And then <laughs> a few, like a week later or a few days later, I found out I was pregnant with you. So she like copped to the whole thing, basically. <sighs> In retrospect. So that's how this child came into the world. And then did your stepdaughter come and tell you that she had this conversation with her mom? Yeah. She just told me casually. (laughs) Like, oh, no big deal. (laughs) Sort of laughing it off. Yeah. Um, So that's how she came into existence. And then her mom and my husband, they didn't really even like each other when they were dating. And in fact, by the time... She found out she was pregnant. They weren't even seeing each other. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. And she went to him and said, I'm get, I'm pregnant. I'm going to leave town unless you be my boyfriend. What? Like, so she like blackmailed him. Blackmailed him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so her. romantic. That's so romantic. I love when. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So I. Clearly, the relationship worked out so that he tried to make that work because he wanted to be with his daughter, obviously, for about two years. But they split fully when she was really, really young. So she was always living between houses and stuff. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah, so then I came into the picture when she was 13. Wow. 13. That's like teenage prime time to... For I, I just I, I I get questions like you know which what what stepmoms do you think have it worse the ones that you know have full time or part time or long distance or like and I just feel like every scenario has its own it's like all, pros and cons yeah but I think anytime it's, it's equal yeah and I think anytime I hear a stepmom become a stepmom or like really get into it with teens I'm always my heart goes out a little bit more just because. I mean, my stepson was three. He's now 11, approaching. I mean, he looks like he's nine, but he's got an attitude of a 15 year old. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, God, I am just. And I'm so glad that we have like an established relationship where I can kind of look at him and be like, dude, you don't even try that with me. Like, who do you think you're kidding? You know, but for you coming in at 13, what was that like and what kind of helped you (laughs) navigate that teenage angst I wish that I could look back and remember her as a cute little girl like Mm -hmm. when I'm upset Mm -hmm. and and be like oh she's just that child inside but I can't because I never met that child Mm -hmm. so I I don't know it's been a whole journey like when I first met her she was like a pretty young 13, mm-hmm. like pre-pubescent 13. And now she's 17, she's almost 18. So she's gone through like all the stages of adolescence 
from when I first came in till now. And there's good and bad. I think what's really good about it is that I can relate to her as a woman instead of like Mm -hmm. a mother all the time. Mm -hmm. And we do really connect in that way. What's bad is just the attitude. Luckily, I don't get a lot of it directed at me personally, but the amount that's directed at dad is like, Mm. volcanoes that erupt all the time that like I obviously get covered by lava even if it's not directed at me yeah yeah Yeah. you're in the vicinity so yeah and it just makes the house you know it's not a good environment to live in like Mm -hmm. I remember your post the other day about you something about you just want to feel relaxed in your own space Mm -hmm. and I just don't you know it's because it's like when will it when will it blow next even if she's being nice I'm suspicious Yeah. Yeah. So let's go. Let's, I kind of tangented there for a second. So let's go back to what was the custody schedule a year and a half ago, right? Or, you know, what was it like when you first came into the picture? And then how did it begin to change into you getting her full time? Yes. Okay. So I'd say there was three phases. When I first came in, they were about 50 50. And that was something they had just come to in court like the year or so before. But they've more or less had 50-50 since she was little. And she was with us. We never did week on week off like we should have. So she was, it was like Wednesday to Saturday with us. And, you know, whatever, Saturday to Tuesday with her mom. That was the first year or so, or maybe even two years. No, I'd say year, year and a half. And then she decided to only be with us two two days a week. And to only be with you guys. So it went from yeah. she was majority her mom. Okay. Yeah. So then she was with us Thursday and Friday. Only my husband took it really hard and really personally. And, you know, really by mom's hand was in the in there manipulating it for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that was for another maybe like year. Was there ever like a verbal reason that was articulated as to why she was, I mean, I, I jumped to, if my stepson was ever going to do that, it would, he would probably straight up be like, well, my mom lets me play video games all the time and you don't like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just feel like that that would be the reason why. So did she ever give a reason or was it kind of just like, this is the way it is? Just, I want to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, And I've always wanted to do that and you never let me. And now mm. I'm old enough and I can decide. This is when she's about, you know, 14 and a half or 15. Okay. Uh, Are you in a state where they do get a decision like that? Damn, I actually don't know because I wasn't involved with the court stuff. Okay. I think they, they could take it into consideration. Okay, yeah. Because my husband was sort of thinking like, I don't want to go back to court over this because she's old enough now that they'll consider listen. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and he fought so crazy, crazy hard in court to keep custody and stuff. So that was for a while. And at that time, I'd say that was like the rockiest time because it was like, mom is perfect. Everything she loves is, <sighs> is what you should love. You're like Ew. terrible if you don't <laughs> shop at the same stores as her, if you don't like the same chocolate place as her. Like <sighs> she's God and you're just like trash and I hate being here. God. So I don't know, because I know some some kids can be super verbal with that, like you're describing. Like they can just like lay it on. I feel like my stepson used to be more like that when he was little. And at the time it was like 
I understood it developmentally because he was trying to make sense of his back and forth and like Mm -hmm. why things are different and stuff. And I feel just like now, instead of him being vocal about it, he's either passive aggressive or he's just silent, which makes, I honestly, I'd rather him just like verbally assault me than just like sit there and stare at me when I know that he's comparing me to his mom or he's just like upset where I'm just like, Oh my God, dude, what, what, what do you have to say? Like, what am I doing it wrong? Like, I just feel like I'm being watched all the time with these Mm -hmm. like very judgy eyes. And he looks so much like his mom that I just like, look at it. Like she's staring. It's weird. Anyway, I digress anyway. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, she is, she was, your stepdaughter was very vocal about. Yeah. And she wouldn't actually be like, I hate you and I love her. She would be like, my mom says this one's the best. And we'd be like, okay, we like this one. She's like, no, this Uh, one is the best. You know, so it is a little passive aggressive, but she is quite a direct person. So that was the bad, the bad times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then, okay, big plot twist. Although I kind of called it, which I'll mention in a minute. So her mom was in a relationship with another person. They weren't married, but they they lived together and they have a son together. Mm. Okay. And they'd been together about 10 years. We live in the same town as them, you know, about 10 minute drive away. They split up. Oh. And bio mom is like, I am moving to another state. Bye. Wow. So she with was with the this person son. for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then left with their baby to a different yes. state. Yeah, and actually, she literally left. He is not a baby; he's an older kid. But they, he, she literally left the state with the kid without legal permission. Oh shit! And um, like set up her life somewhere else, and then was like coming back for court and stuff because they, or maybe mediation. I think they just went to mediation and ultimately got that partner to agree that she could move, and she moved. And this is when her daughter was sixteen. Wow. So what, I mean, how did your stepdaughter respond to that? Well, she's very narcissistically enmeshed with mom. Mm. So she took it in terms of what she was verbally saying. She took it very well. And she actually said like, I'm choosing not to go with her. So I'm abandoning her. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That was, that was her way of processing what was what was going on and and the decisions her mom was making. Well, her mom also literally said that. Mm. Like, I mean, big red flags here, but of course, like, mom was like, you can come, you know, finish, do your GED, go to college early, whatever. And my stepdaughter's like, I'm in high school. It, like, what are you talking about? Like, I can't do that. Mm. Um, and then her mom was sort of like, well, you know, that's fine, but that's your choice, like you're choosing. Wow. So how far away is she and how often does your stepdaughter get to see her? She's hundreds of miles away. Um, you know, like a, a short flight, like a two hour flight. Okay. That's significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's very far away. <laughs> and she, of course, when she moves, she's like, I'll fly you out to see me all the time. It's going to be like, nothing's changed. But I can say this calendar year of 2022, she's been out to see her three times. Wow. For about a week each. Maybe one of them was a little longer. Okay. So not that much, honestly. Yeah. 
Wow. So that's a big adjustment because all the stepmoms listening that were like, no, I didn't sign up for full time. That's not what I, you know, you're like, no, literally, I did not sign up for full time. And no, here we are. I didn't. And you don't think, I mean, dads literally never get full custody. Like there's no universe where I thought I'd be living like this. But um, I had said, and right when my stepdaughter had switched to the two days a week and my husband was really broken up about it, I was like, I have a feeling she's going to end up living with us all the time. Mm. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, that's impossible. And I was like, I just have a feeling. And then, you know, lo and behold, sure later, she, yeah. here, here she is. Oh, you put that in the universe. I don't think, I mean, I believe in manifesting and stuff, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think it was more of an intuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I say that to my husband too. I mean, there is, there's, I, I keep giving a little nuggets of what's going on with my mom. And, and I shared, you know, a couple months ago that she was pursuing some big change. And to answer people's questions, I know nothing. Like we, she has proposed it and we don't know anything else. But because of this possible change in her life, I had told my husband, I was like, we're going to get him full time. Like, and I'm like, saying that like <laughs> super strong, like we're going to get them full time. Like, this is fine. This is fine. When inside I'm like, Oh my fucking God, <laughs> <Yeah. Like, laughs> we're going to get them full time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And it's like, it's, it's not, a, I feel like for me, and I'm curious if, if what this adjustment was like for you, it's just, I I've been doing 50, 50, one week on one week off for so long that it's not even about my stepson and like, I mean, it would be later on, but the initial reaction that I'm feeling is more like, Oh my God, my, I'm such a routine person that like shifting that up and being like, okay, you're going to be on all the time. That would be the biggest transition. I think for me, what has it been for you to acclimate to being a full-time stepmom? Okay, so I took it really badly. <laughs> please tell, <laughs> please tell me more. <laughs> so I'm going to like also flash forward to now. I actually think it's kind of better, but I took it really badly. I just, especially before it actually happened, I just knew it was going to happen. I was so anxious and angry and upset and like, I don't know how to live and I like I need my space and I'm never going to have it again. Like really dramatic about it. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't verbalize most of that because my husband was excited. Mm. Of course. Yeah, yes. I took it really badly. So, it was so when you're saying that, like I do one-on-ones with stepmoms all the time. So I talk to a lot of stepmoms who, you know, they are really disengaged from their relationship. Like what is looking really bad look like for you? Was it, you know, you weren't really connecting with your partner anymore? You were avoiding your stepdaughter? Like, well, how did that? Oh my God. Really like it's, I'm out? like blocking it out almost, but which, just, which, which is a good thing because that means <laughs> things had gotten better. Yeah. They are better. Things got they're, better. <laughs> they're, they're fairly better. Yeah. I just, it looks like me withdrawing. So I withdraw whenever I'm upset about anything. I kind of withdraw into myself, become very isolated and you know, I have two kids, so that, well, at the time, my daughter wasn't born yet, but I I sort of can, like, end up disconnected from them, just from myself. I'm just not, like, in my own fugue state of, like, anxiety and depression and 
you know, awfulizing everything, catastrophizing everything. Mm -hmm. And you had said that, you know, it's hard, it's difficult to express those feelings and on all that stuff when you're, when your partner is obviously happy and excited to have their kid there. What were those conversations like? What did you choose to share with him? How did he respond? Was that what is it like now? First of all, see, I'm to- I totally blocked it out. Actually, my daughter was born and I had a newborn. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had a newborn that I was like, fuck this. Like, well, that's why you had such a hard time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, it's like postpartum, that yeah. whole like fog. That yes. this was in my three month like postpartum window that this happened, mm. actually. I forgot. So I don't exactly remember what I chose to share with my husband, but I know we focused on like, things that we could agree on were stressful. Hmm. Like, oh, what's it going to look like in the logistics and how do we have rules for her? Because before this, we were the Thursday, Friday house. We were like the fun house. Mm-hmm. Like this is where she has her sleepovers and her parties and like a later curfew. Like we had shifted to being, you know, more like that. Mm-hmm. And we're like, how do we shift back? You know, what is that going to look like? And so we focused on those things because we could agree that those were mm. things that needed to be worked out mm-hmm. and he was sort of anxious too about the logistics of it just not about her actual presence mm-hmm. I think that's a really really good point and a hot tip for any stepmom trying to express themselves I think finding that common ground with your partner of like, okay, can we both agree that this is going to change things? Can we both agree that this is a little stressful and that like finding that, like whenever my husband is like, oh yeah, no, like he's really like whatever, like this is, this is, this is overwhelming or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I, I think using that to then tether yourself to, okay, by the way, (laughs) Maybe I can go a little deeper and share how I'm feeling about this, right? I think that's a really good, a really good point to to make of just finding that common ground. <laughs> because it's not always, it's not always that apparent when you feel like so distant from your partner because your feelings are very different. Your experience is very different, especially going into being full-time stepmom. So Yeah. Oy. So kind of chugging along with how that did transition into your house, aside from all those logistics, you had a baby at home mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and a toddler and a toddler, and then your relationship with your stepdaughter. So how has that relationship, if it has kind of evolved since you've been full-time? So for me, there's a lot of advantages to, bio mom being far away because I was one of those, always one of those stepmoms, especially coming in late and being so much younger than her parents, her biological parents. I was always like a step out of the way kind of stepmom. Mm. I was like, she's grown. Like she doesn't really need me. I'll be there if she does kind of thing. So I was always feeling really awkward about my place before. Mm. And now I feel less awkward. I mean, I, I still am not as much of a mothering, mothering role as I think most, but now it's like, okay, I'm the only one 
who can make her lunch. I'm the only one who can talk to her about her period. Like, mm-hmm. she call, you know, she calls mom, but mom's living her best life where she is. Like, she's not answering the phone a lot. Like, mm-hmm. so it did actually help me kind of step into the role more fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it coincided with my stepdaughter having her first serious boyfriend. Oh, and that is my like absolute area of expertise. I <laughs> that do, was your like, in. Yeah. Like I do love and relationship stuff and like sex coaching. Like I'm, that's like my field. Mm-hmm. So as soon as that stuff comes up, it's like, that is my place. And that was yeah. happening simultaneously. And it also helped her to be distracted from the pain of like that one of the ho- two houses that she's been in for years and years and years getting sold. And she had to move all her stuff out and how she'd help. She took that and it's like, she has boyfriend as a distraction. We can talk about him. So I think I've found a really nice place with my role now. And um, I still, by the way, I'm pretty hands off about like rules and enforcement of stuff. It just doesn't like work for me to be Mm -hmm. the enforcer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, we actually have a really symbiotic relationship directly between her and myself. Like, our interpersonal relationship is really quite good, mm-hmm. but I get so triggered all the time by how she acts, you towards know, not husband. directly towards me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like protective of him sometimes? Extremely protective. Yeah. Yeah. I think you bring up a really good point that I want to just touch on. I think a lot of stepmoms are searching for that moment or that change in their relationship or dynamic or journey, some shift where they feel more comfortable with their role. And I know some stepmoms feel that, you know, after they have an ours baby where it's like, okay, I'm doing the mom things. I've been doing the mom things for years, but now I have a baby that, you know, I can, I don't have to think about everything and I don't have to you know, second guess myself and I have more control and that kind of just carries over into their stepkids because then they're, they feel more fulfilled in living that I'm not going to treat my kids differently. So, you know, I am going to parent my stepkid now kind of thing. I've heard a lot of that. I think, you know, some stepmoms feel more in their role when they get married or more in their role with, you know, some sort of thing, but it sounds like bio mom moved away for you. (laughs) Yeah. And that was kind of like a, all right. Like I, and I, I, I think I would feel the same way. I mean, I, I always, I, I, I feel like mine has been a like layered effect. Like it was, okay, we've moved in together. We're not married yet, but we're living together. And what am I going to do? I'm not going to wipe his nose. If it's all runny, like, of course I am. Or, you know, and then we get married and there's that. And then it's okay. I'm doing pickup. Like it was just this thing. And then after having my daughter and then, so I think when, when stepmoms ask me, like, when did you feel, I I feel like it's very specific to who you are as a person and who you are as a stepmom. Exactly. And also really, really staying in tune with what you want out of your role. Because as you mentioned, right? Like you are having these connections with your stepdaughter because they're things that like, they're your niche, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they're what comfortable for you and that's how you can bond and that's how you can show up for her. And that's awesome. But then the discipline and that, that 
piece of parenting, you're like, nah, I don't want to do that. And I think that that is where STEM can really find their balance because it's not a, oh, I have to be all in or all out, or I have to, you know, you know, like know exactly I have to be on, on top of all this stuff or whatever, right? Like it's what you're comfortable with and what fits for you and your family. And it sounds like yeah, exactly. having, having bio mom move away where you're not having to like, you know, consider her in your everyday life and then being able to bond with her in those ways. It makes sense that this has kind of been where you are. Would you say this is a space where you are feeling more confident in your role? I would. This was kind of in the works before she moved away. Like my big stepmom win is that my stepdaughter lost her virginity. Can I talk about that on here? (laughs) Totally, Um, yeah. (laughs) And she told me first. Like, I was Mm. the first, like, I don't know if she told her friends first, but she took, like, I was the first adult. She's one one of those kids who's, like, very open with both her parents, and it's very nice, actually. But she came to me first. So, like, that was that area. What an honor. Yeah, exactly. That area of overlap was already, like, happening. And then when her mom moved away, I think it just made... I don't think it changed anything that much for my stepdaughter, but it changed a lot for me. Just I feel more comfortable in my own skin kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Now, you're catching me on a good day (laughs) Uh because it's summer and like (laughs) she's been out a lot, you know? So like school year is about to start and just having her underfoot all the time is kind Mm. of, is like kind of tricky. So there's good and bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I always, when I get on a call with a stepmom, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I, I kind of read over what you shared when you scheduled. And there's often weeks, maybe a month in between that time. And they're like, oh, no, you caught me on a bad day. I feel much better now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like that right there is just like the roller coaster of this yes. freaking roll. And it's, it's you know, like you got it. On Friday, is today Sunday? Yeah. On Friday, I was like, I'm going to say all this stuff on the podcast about like how much I hate her, like how terrible she is. Cause I was just having like a a really bad day with like, she was just coming back from visiting her mom and like mom Mm. was manipulating the shit out of it. And Mm. like, like stepdaughter was just parroting what mom said. And I was about to strangle everyone. And I was like miserable. So they are fine. Yeah. 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 And that's, I think the trick there is finding your coping skills, giving it time, having some outlets. Like, I think that, that that's, we are going to react to certain things. I mean, I was the same way earlier this week. I was like, it's transition day. I'm killing it. Like, this is cool. Like he's super funny and you know, we're doing all this stuff together as a family and it's going to be a great week. And now it's Sunday and he goes back to his mom tomorrow. And I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. (laughs) It's just like everything he's done today. I have just had to take a deep breath and look the other way because I'm like, I can't like, I get, unfortunately I get very nitpicky about shit and I do it with my daughter too. I just, but I get into this like mood where I'm like, why'd you put your plate there? Like who the fuck cares that he put his plate there? Like I have to like check myself all the time. Anyways, Oh yeah. (laughs) So like the ebbs and flows and some days you have really great days. Other days you don't, but I want to go back to what you had said. Oh crap. What was it? Oh, I feel like 
her talking about her trip with her mom is significant. Is that significant? What do you mean? Sorry. <laughs> I feel like her... Like, so when she comes back from seeing her mom, what is that transition like? I feel like a lot, of, a lot of full-time stepmoms that have those visitations and stuff like that, there's like this reprogramming period and like yes. you have to hear about all this stuff. So how do you... I mean, obviously it did impact you. So what are some of the things that you have to deal with? And like, do you and your partner talk about it? Does he understand how frustrating that is? What's that like? Yeah. So have you heard the term love bombing? Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. But for those who haven't, how about you describe what love bombing is? Yeah. Usually in reference to narcissistic people, but it's where the narcissist will sense that the person who's codependent with them is like, drifting away too much and will shower them with affection, presence, like compliments, whatever, for a short time to in like an out of proportion level to make them get back into being enmeshed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's the tether. They pull them right back in. So when you, uh, or when she came back, you were sensing that that's what was going on. Yeah. So this trip, she just got back. So I'm not as clear on what's going on, but I can tell that she's like merged back with mom's value structures. There was a whole drama about like who her transportation and like mom was painting us in a certain light because we weren't doing the transportation the way she wanted. And then like stepdaughter's just echoing her exact opinions. Mm. So she just like merges back into thinking everything she thinks and then but the previous couple of trips she comes back with like lots of money worth of clothes and her nails done and she's gotten massages and oh my god look at these dinners we had Hmm. and it's like she actually just buys her like she throws so much money at her and then she's like, oh my gosh, look how much my mom loves me. She got me all these clothes. And that that has happens consistently. And she wants to show us all of them. And like, isn't she so great because she got me all this stuff? Yeah. I ha- oh, Man, my childhood is coming back to me. My dad, he is, we, we have a great relationship now. He was long distance. And I, had, I was practically 100% raised from the time I was 11 to the time I graduated from college by my stepdad. And when I would see my dad, he would just buy me stuff and we would go do fun things. Like he was, I wouldn't call it love bombing, but he was definitely like the Disneyland dad where it was, we would, you know, go on trips and he would buy me all my school clothes. Even if my mom was like, she doesn't need any more, you know, stuff like that, where I can like, there's, but there's a difference. Would you say that there's a difference between her being like a Disneyland mom and like love bombing? I do think there's a difference because one, I think someone who's not a narcissist <laughs> sure. is just like doing lots of nice things for you because they don't see you a lot. Like mm-hmm. it's not love bombing at all. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that would be like annoying to your mom, but. And my stepdad, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, the love bombing is done with a specific intention mm-hmm. to make herself the favorite, to make her, like her daughter want to be with her and think that she's the best and that we are the worst. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also, you know, like the verbal things that are said, the emotional exchanges as well, not just the physical financial exchanges, but there's also the emotional exchanges that are that are made in that love bombing effort where you're, I'm sure your stepdaughter knew 
like, like your stepdaughter can feel that, well, I don't know, manipulation in, in that way. She definitely doesn't know that she's being manipulated. Mm. So she just, I mean, she is like the naive eyes about this whole, her whole mom thing. Like one time on Christmas day after her mom left, like we all got into a big fight and I went into like, she was in her bathroom and I went in there and I was crying and she was crying. And she said, like, my mom abandoned me. Oh. But never again has she said that. Like, never, ever is she like, oh, like, that. my mom moved away from me. She's like, mom's great. Mom's the ideal what I should be like. And Mm -hmm. if if I'm sad, it's my fault. And so she doesn't know, like, what love loving is when she comes Mm -hmm. back with all the stuff. She's just like, oh, she's super generous. That's love yeah. equals money. Like, then we have to kind of deprogram that. Right. Um, there's, then she gets really entitled with money, which is a whole other conversation. But yeah, mm-hmm. so she doesn't know. And then it just slowly, slowly wears off. Um, mm-hmm. So like she I gets think, reacclimated to your house and, and, and our values. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think at heart, she is a little closer to ours. But there's that loyalty. Yeah. There's that. I feel like there's that, just, no matter what, there's that loyalty where. She may not want to disappoint her mom or, you know, knowing how to maintain that relationship by giving your mom what she wants. It's so complicated. (laughs) This is, I think, a good opportunity since she's with us for, you know, like a full two years or so before college for us to get, you know, firmly plant our values a little bit because the idea, and this is what step, what bio mom tells herself the idea is that like the stepdaughter's going to move to the same state as her for college. Mm. So, so it'd be like all worth it and they can spend the rest of forever together. And it's super dysfunctional, but I think that it, she's probably going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we have no hope of like, you know, deprogramming her. So hopefully we can get our, our values in there pretty deeply now. Yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I am curious because let's, you know, just kind of recap what you got going on. You became a full-time stepmom, kind of, it just fell in your lap. You have two kiddos, toddler age and younger, right? So you have a toddler and then Mm -hmm. how old is your baby baby? Almost one. Okay. Yeah. So you're busy. Um, (laughs) what would you say? And don't say like self-care I'm talking like dig deeper, right? Like what would you say helps you, like you had said with those ebbs and flows, like on the days that are just like pulling your hair out, screw this, I'm packing my bags and going to pull a bio mom. (laughs) Like what? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) What keeps you home, sane, in love, able to keep giving to your stepdaughter and your kids? What, what, what do you do for you? Yeah, I wouldn't say self-care because I don't have time for self-care. <laughs> I think knowing what projection is, is really helpful mm. because a, a good portion of my issues with my stepdaughter are me projecting my own issues. Mm. I'd say more than 50%. So, you know, understanding what that is and how that works has been like a huge saving grace for me. And in the moment, I'm like, I hate her. She's the worst person in the world, right? But like within an hour, I can usually understand that like, 
okay, I hated myself as a teenager and I didn't get the same kind of unconditional love when I mistreated my parents that she's getting from her dad. And that's very triggering because I think she's a brat and doesn't deserve it, especially if I didn't get it, you know? So mm-hmm. just understanding like how those things are work functionally does not make me feel better, but it makes me not want to leave because I understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And tying into that is that I can go to my husband. We're working on the communication. This is definitely the most isolating area of our relationship, mm-hmm. but our Our connection is also what keeps me because I can go to him. And if I use the right language and I say something like, I feel extremely fucking triggered right now, but by her, can you please help me? Mm -hmm. He does help me. Mm -hmm. And he's great at it. Yes. Yeah. If I just say like, oh, she's being such an asshole, then like, oh my God, all hell breaks loose. But oh yeah. um, So yeah, that's all. uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) I am like with everyone, but. Yeah, I. That's I what what helps. The projection is huge, and and just not even the projection. I think that the awareness of why we feel the way that we feel, like that right there, when you find yourself struggling with a situation, when you find yourself, you know, wanting to react, to give yourself that pause, and to ask yourself, like, where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? Where is the root of this? Is this really about? her or him or, you know, whatever it is and being able to identify, okay, this is kind of my pattern. This is where this, this is why this is so upsetting to me. And then to have a partner, like you said, to have that partner where you can process that with, and yeah, they, it's all about how you start those conversations. (laughs) Like, yeah, there's times when I'm like, oh my God, I hate it here. I'm just going to, you know, and you know, that's going to start with defensiveness. If I'm like, he was such a dick today, you know, <laughs> Yeah. my husband's like, oh my God, he's just a kid. What's wrong? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got to, I read all your advice about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, Sam, thank you so much for sharing your insights and being honest about it all. And, you know, the ebbs and flows are real and you know, you're on an up right now and that's great. Ride that wave. And, you know, I'll be here when, when you come down, if you want to vent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Woo-hoo, yeah. As always, everyone be well and stay radical. All right, ladies, the episode is over, but do you want a little more? Come find me on Instagram and join the community at Radical Stepmoms Podcast or schedule a one-on-one session and get that personalized support or become a Radical member and gain access to exclusive content like bonus episodes and merch. Radical Stepmoms is so much bigger than a podcast. Check out the details and the notes on this episode.